0: Good morning. Welcome to Living as Sojourners in the Time of Coronavirus. Uh, we're in episode 11 this morning. It's Monday morning. I just invite you to be with me this morning. Let me open this up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the weekend and an opportunity to rest. And we just ask as we come back into the swing of work this week, that our thoughts would be on you, that our peace would be in you, and that you would guide us each step of the way. Lord, help us to use wisdom, but also to operate in faith. And Lord, we know that you go with us, you go before us, you are our rear guard, and we can trust that you are right there. And so we open ourselves up to you, we cry out to you, and we trust you. Open the word to us this morning. Open our eyes and our ears to hear what you have to say to us personally. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like I said, it's good to be with you here again. We are still in 1 Peter and we've moved into chapter 3. And this is a very interesting transition here because uh, Peter, who is authoring this letter, is, has spent some time uh, talking about the importance of submitting to different groups of people. And in a sense, he's talked about us, well, he's talked about submitting to the authorities. He's talked about employees or slaves uh, submitting to their masters, to their employers. He's talking about how Jesus submitted. And uh, he's going to finish out this thought by talking about husbands and wives. And he starts out with wives. Now, it's very interesting for us in a Western culture to think about submitting to other people. Because our culture, particularly in America, is built on a sense of my individual rights, my individual desires, my individualism. But that's not the way things were in the ancient world. And uh, there was a culture standard in place of how you interacted with other people. And more and more so in the West, we're seeing that go away. But there's still value in it. And uh, as we are living in this 21st century, more and more Christians are seen as the enemy and subversive to uh, the government hand. And so how we act with one another is just as important with how we act with the outside world because people are watching us. And uh, so I'm going to throw in a little side word here about advocacy. Um, Advocacy works really well when you are in a position to advocate. Uh, a lot of times because of this individual spirit that we have, uh, we think that at, we can advocate for anybody. But advocacy really works best when you are in a position to leverage your authority, your influence over your peers or over subordinates uh, to advocate for someone else. If you don't stand in that position, then you have to consider yourself a martyr because you are putting yourself at risk in a way to advocate for your own people or for yourself. And really advocating for yourself is is almost not helpful. Uh, But if you're going to advocate for your own kind or others that you love, uh, and you don't have a position of influence, then you really have to see yourself as a martyr. So as we talk about this passage, just keep that in mind. Um, Peter here, he's, he starts out by talking to the wives. So in that culture, wives, in a lot of ways, they were the ones that were converting first to Christianity. They were uh, usually ahead of their husbands. They were being influenced by other women at the market or, or wherever and uh, coming to Christ. For the husbands, it was a lot harder because the cultural and economic pressures. And so for them to to give up their Roman gods, uh, to give up their culture in order to become a Christian had a lot of economic pressures to it. And even in our day and age, you see a lot of Christian men, businessmen, who, uh, you know, hide the fact that they're Christians. Um, and this is probably not encouraging that behavior, but the goal here is to not be subversive, to not come across as subversive. So it's important to understand that this is, this is written to, is not written to unbelieving wives. Uh, it is written to Christian women. Uh, it's written to women who are married to unbelieving husbands but it's also applicable to believing wives who who are married to believing husbands, um, so that their husbands can be given respect in the community. Um, this was not written to husbands. These few verses were not written to husbands to enforce on their wives. Uh, the women, the Christian women, were experiencing unprecedented freedom in Christianity, and the Romans saw this as dissenting or diversive. Um, And so you got to understand that if they are believing wives who are married to unbelieving husbands, they're also dealing with the reality of the Roman gods in the household. So Peter's encouraging these wives to submit to the point of loving their husbands, but not to the point of worshiping other gods. Um, Wives then would be seen as atheists. So they're how they act the rest of the time is very important uh, to how they continue to to be loving wives. So they're being submissive, but not subversive. Peter's encouraging them to submit to their husbands. In this way, they're won over. The husbands are won over by the wives' behavior, their purity, their reverence, not by being subversive. Um for them to understand their beauty doesn't come from how well they adorn themselves, how pretty their faces are, what clothes they're wearing, uh, how well done up their hair is. And a lot of times in those days when they had their hair done, they added extra elements to their hair in their braids. They would put uh, gold and jewelry and other things. Um, they had uh, instead, he tells them to have an inward beauty, what's on the inside to come out. And if you've seen anybody, anybody who, whose insides are taken care of well, they are so much more pleasant to be around and so much more attractive. And this is what Peter's advocating, the beauty of the inner self, that these women would be confident, but gentle and have a spirit of serenity, that quietness That he's talking about that they would be serene because their hope is in god and not in their husbands women in the ancient world had very few rights without their husband jewish women had more rights than roman women uh who the roman women were often considered property and so even Sarah, they're using this, this model of Sarah here in this passage, because even Sarah submitted to the cultural expectations of her time concerning Abraham. She submitted to him, she called him master or Lord, as it says, and uh, to use her an example. Now if we know Sarah, Sarah was a very strong, proactive, confident woman who spoke her mind to her husband. But she didn't do it at the cost of making him look bad in front of others. And this is what Peter's advocating. It's more important for these women to do what is right than to give in to fear. Now in verse 7, Peter flips the coin a little bit in talking to husbands. So He's talking to women, he's telling them to submit, but he's really telling the husbands also, these Christian husbands, to submit to their wives as the first six verses are talking to Christian wives who are married to unbelieving husbands, this part, this verse is talking to Christian husbands regardless of who they're married to. They're told to treat their Christian wives as equals. Wow, what a difference. They're to be considerate and give their wives respect as a partner. Although physically weaker, if they don't, treat their wives as co-heirs of the gospel and as people who that have also received the gracious gift of everlasting life. It's to, we're told in this verse, if you don't treat your wives that way, that your prayers will be hindered. The answers will be slowed down, maybe even unanswered. As believing husbands, the way we treat our wives is key to our relationship with God. It's evidence of what we've received We've received the good news of Jesus, of forgiveness and righteousness and holiness, that he has come to give us everlasting life and a new land to live in, without sin, without issue. If we don't operate in this mentality, then we're basically saying the gospel is nothing. No, the gospel is also for the women, and we're to treat them as such. And in this way, our prayers are answered. So let me leave you with a couple questions here. As you're thinking about this verse and you're thinking about how you're living your marriage out in front of others. If you're married, does your marriage look to those, how does it look to those looking on? Is it authentically displayed? Do you have the other person's best interest at heart? Are you pointing them to Jesus by the way you respect and honor them? And in so doing, pointing others to Jesus as well. If you're single, do you treat people of the opposite gender with respect and honor that is due them in Christ, regardless of their status with Christ? In other words, it doesn't matter if they know Jesus or not. Are you treating them as though, as though you respect them as Christ would ask you to regard them? As we leave you these two questions, um, let's think about how we are, are living out in the world, especially in these days. That we are showing the love of Christ, but we're also realizing that there is a risk to living in faith. And in so doing, we we are drawing people to himself. Thanks for being with me today, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God bless.